Nikolai, hello. Hello. Thank you for taking this interview. Of course. I know you've been doing a very long uh, uh, flight from uh, France back in China. Mm -hmm. So first of all, welcome back to China. Thank you. <laughs> how is the vibe so far and how do you feel very, about... Very good. Um, I haven't been in China for four months and I kind of missed it already. Um, you know, once you've been living here, I think it's really it does something to your to your heart, you know, like you always have something with China. So I'm very happy to be back. Oh, glad. Uh, sorry about the weather. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Shanghai, it's always like that, a bit mm -hmm. rainy and uh, not the best weather right now in yeah. September. Uh, okay, so let's start a bit with your background and can you tell me more about how you came to China and mm -hmm. uh, what's your story? Sure. So I'm actually uh, from France um, and I did my study in business school, studied digital marketing. Um, and I actually didn't have any link with China during my study. Um, I went uh, to South Korea for exchange semester, then went back to Paris and started working there. But I always had in mind South Korea and, um, and, and this country because I thought at that time that they were super advanced in terms of technology. So after my, my, my study and uh, after I started working in Paris, I was actually looking for jobs in South Korea. And that's when I received an email on LinkedIn from the vice president of Alibaba to introduce me about this leadership program that they were launching in Alibaba. Um, so basically they were looking for foreigners from all over the world so they could come to Hangzhou for one year and experience China and work within different uh, business units. So when I received this email, I was like, wow, like that could be fun. No Chinese was required. Um, so I applied, um, had two HR interviews and one interview with uh, Alibaba uh, France uh, uh, managing director. And then um, they flew 70 candidates uh, to, to China for three days interview in Hangzhou. Um, and that's actually the second time I came to China because the first time I was doing my, um, my master's degree. We had two weeks uh, discovery in Shanghai. So first time in Hangzhou for two days interview. And I was with like super smart people from like the US, Asia. They went to Harvard, Google. I was like, what am I doing here? <laughs> A French girl. I was the youngest one. Uh, How old you were at the time? I was. If you don't want, don't mind disclosing no, this information. No, it's okay. I was uh, 24. 24. Wow. Yeah. And, and you were in a room with all these people from yeah, all these big yeah. uh, we companies. Yeah, yeah. We were actually 3,000 applicants. 3,000 applicants. Yes. 70. What is the program? If you don't. It's want called to. Alibaba Global Leadership Academy. Mm -hmm. So it was a program uh, created in 2016 by Jack Ma, and the goal was to help Alibaba globalize. But if you recruit foreigners directly in Alibaba's Paris office, US office, it's very hard because you've never been to China, you don't really understand the culture. So they really wanted to have people to come in China, experience the work in Hangzhou, and then go back to their home country in order to work for Alibaba overseas. So the goal of the program was to stay one year and then go back. But after one year in China, I decided to stay longer. <laughs> I stayed three years in total. Because, um, I mean, just uh, the work was amazing. I was working for Tmall, which is a B2C, the, the biggest B2C platform in China. Um, with the, the platform has more than 600 million consumers, which is like seven times the population of France. So just in terms of scale, I was like, no, I'm not going to go back home. I want to skip uh, working here and learn about the company, but also learn Chinese. Uh, because when you work in Hangzhou, 
Um, it's not like Shanghai, it's a bit less international. Right. And my colleagues wouldn't speak very good English. And I felt that, you know, if I want to stay in China and work in Timor and work in Alibaba, I really have to learn the language. Because first, I wanted to be autonomous in my work, don't having to ask always all colleagues. But secondly, because I wanted to connect with them. And, you know, we all know that your, your mother tongue is your mother tongue. When you right. have a second language, it's a bit different. Like the Chinese colleagues, even if they speak a bit English, you cannot connect as much as when you speak their own language. So this was really my goal, is being able to, to connect with them and learn, learn more about the, the culture, about them. So really, that's why... How, how was the, the first days when you came here in China and Hangzhou? Was it directly to Hangzhou when you came yeah. from France? Yeah, yeah. Alibaba's headquarters in Hangzhou. Do you recall one of the, the few, first few days? What was it like for you? And what impacted you most of the time? Um, what Besides me? seeing all those uh, people from Google and yeah. so on and so forth. I think what surprised me the most is how efficient Chinese people are in general. Like it took me three days to find an apartment, uh, one, not even one day to have my bank account open, my, my SIM card. Like in France, I've been back to Paris uh, since the three months, I still haven't found an apartment. Because it's so like hard to find, but in China they're super efficient, you have WeChat, you, can, you have agents, they're like fighting for you to find an apartment, like they're super efficient, <laughs> you can text them at 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Like, I think, yeah, the, the, how efficient it is and also how um, advanced they are in terms of technology. Not having to withdraw cash at all. I mean, I've been living three years cashless, only using Alipay or WeChat. So it's just amazing, you know, like I was like, they're 20 years ahead of Europe in some ways. What were, what were some of the reasons that, uh, that pushed you were uh, based on, on which you decided to come here and try and take this mm -hmm. program? Uh, because obviously not knowing the language, not knowing nothing about China, what, what pushed you to I decide mean, to just, come here? Curiosity yeah. or was something else? So I was already working a bit in e-commerce in France, so I knew about Alibaba, but mostly about AliExpress. But when you come to Hangzhou for, for a three days interview and they show you like the scale of the company and the program and like meeting all these interesting people, I'm like, it's an amazing opportunity. And if I get the job, I'm going to take it for sure. So I flew back to, to Paris and actually I remember on the plane, like I was like a bit crying because I was like, oh my God, it was three days, amazing. Those people were so cool. The, the job looked so nice. China is amazing. And I was like, I'm never going to get it. And then the next day I, I got a call from the HR thing, like, okay, I got, I got the job. So I was like, I said yes immediately. Like I didn't even think again. It's just amazing opportunity to be able to work as a foreigner in a Chinese company without learning Chinese like without speaking the language and I feel how lucky I am because I did the program again the year after and the year again after and they asked what just for. So I was one of the lucky, <laughs> the, uh, lucky right. person who, who got in in the first uh, batch. Right. So, so for, 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 for information now, I also was checking some, uh, doing some research for this mm -hmm. interview and I saw that now is HSK4 is yeah, required exactly. for uh, to apply to this program. Mm -hmm. Uh, so obviously at the time Chinese was not a challenge uh, or a requirement to, to get in the program. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what other challenges you had once you entered the program mm -hmm. uh, and when you came here in, uh, in China and how you um, overcome those challenges? Yeah, I think for sure language was the first, uh, first challenge because like when you're at work and they give you projects and you have to talk, talk with different stakeholders but they don't want to speak English, like that was the main issue. 
Um, what else I would say? Yeah, the culture as well. Uh, because in France, you know, we are really strict with the working hours. You start at 9, you finish at 6. And in China, at 6 p.m., actually, we have like free dinner in Alibaba, like 13 quai, but at the canteen, you can basically have dinner. And then people don't go home. They go come back to the office and then stay until 9, 10, 11, midnight. And that's just the culture. And I was like, what? But why are people like working so much? And right, don't they the want to see... famous 9 and 6. Yeah, exactly. Don't they want to see their family? And then you start learning about the culture, that they have their parents looking over the kids and that they're actually happy to stay working because they love what they do. They, they're so proud to work for Alibaba. And I was like, wow, like in China, work is life and life is work. It's so different compared to France. So, you know, just having How did you cope with uh, this difference? Because obviously mm -hmm. France, it's a very... Uh, uh, a culture, work-life balance is yeah. very uh, salted. And how did you cope here in China with this uh, clash, like mm. differences of, of work style? Yeah, well, I'm really open-minded and I like to be outside of my comfort zone. So if I come to China, I have to adapt, adapt to how they work here. I'm not going to come here and like, no, I'm from France. I'm not going to work after 6 p.m. Like, no, I'm here to learn from them. Like, Alibaba is the biggest company almost in China. So, I mean, if, if they're where they are right now, it means that, you know, we have a lot, a lot to learn from them. So I was actually really happy to just, yeah, commit and like, and like just learn the language and make efforts. Like, I, I, should have, I should be the one changing for them, not them changing for me. So that was my mindset from the beginning is like, yeah. Right, so the, 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 uh, the ability to adapt was really one of the skills that you, beside mm -hmm. the language, also yeah. developed exactly. over, yeah, over time. Yeah, I mean, it's not like moving to, uh, to Europe, it's like moving to China. Like it's a whole different culture. So yeah, that's what I, I was happy about is like really being out of my comfort zone. What other like uh, cultural like aspects did you uh, learn or did you in embed yourself from mm -hmm. from working in Hangzhou, for example, in, in the uh, Alibaba mm -hmm. ecosystem? I think it's uh, Guanxi, <laughs> <laughs> like the relationship. Um, I think the... Is that something that so you brought to France <laughs> back home? Uh, yeah, like, well, no, it's very different in France. Like, I, I think in China, it's just so easy to talk with people, get in touch with people like us, you know, just came to me on LinkedIn and WeChat, WeChat and we meet like super easy. And I also feel that in China, it's very important to like build relationships like that. So with my colleagues, you know, if they know I'm a foreigner, they think I don't speak Chinese, so they are scared to come talk to me. But I have to make the effort like to come to them, maybe invite them for lunch, for dinner. And then once they know you and then they know that you speak a bit Chinese, like they will come to you to like you know, propose like like even work relationship, friends relationship. So I think it's really important to build that uh, trust with them, especially as a foreigner, because um, now I have a lot of friends, but they told me first, like, oh, I was so scared to come talk to you because, you know, you're a foreigner. Like, they're not really used to that, at least in uh, Hangzhou. So Do you remember some of those episodes that you used when you first started to make connection with people? Like, some of, like, <laughs> mistakes you did and, like, okay, I should not do this anymore. They recall mm, any of those. Yeah, because in France, when you say uh, hi to someone, you kiss them, you do la bise. Ah, right. And in I Italy remember, as well, I would say. <laughs> so I remember the first time I arrived and I was like, you know, like doing the bit and they were like, but moving and they don't even know how to like kiss. I was like, oh shit, like it's <laughs> not the same here. And they were like, uh, no, they're just saying hello. Like, <laughs> it was a bit awkward uh, at the beginning, like not knowing like to shake a hand or like make a kiss, like or hug. like. 
so yeah, I think it was a most uh, funny thing. But like I, I told you a bit before, I think uh, as a foreigner, we're really lucky in China. Like they all love us from the first sight. Like when they see a foreigner, they're super happy, they're super curious. Um, I remember my first day in the company, uh, I joined AliExpress and there was this girl who just stand up from her desk and like run to me like, oh my God, you're so pretty. What is your name? I want to be your friend. I was like, wow, like <laughs> that would never happen in Europe, you know? So yeah, I think like um, that's why, you know, we really get attached to them as well. It's like they're super curious, they super like you. Like when you're back in Europe and you go travel, like people will come to you and give you compliments. So I think it's really something that you, you, you like when you live here. Right. So currently you obviously from Hangzhou after these two years. You three spent years. Three yeah. years you spent in Hangzhou. Yeah. You moved back to, to France. France. That was the goal of the program. I was supposed to stay only one year, but I asked them to stay a bit longer. So now I moved back to the Paris office and my job is to help French brands. Uh, open stores on Tmall, so the e-commerce platform I was talking about. And I'm specifically in charge of the mother and baby category. So uh, everything related to baby, the food, the clothes, accessories for the mom, um, because Chinese consumers are really looking for quality products, imported products from France, the US, etc. So it's called cross-border e-commerce. And now a word from our sponsor. My name is Emmanuel Nama and I'm the CMO of EduGo. Many entrepreneurs and founders know how to introduce themselves, their business in English. However, they have a hard time doing that in Mandarin. At EduGo, we believe that if you speak to a man in his language, many doors and opportunities may open up for you. That's why we created the 15 days challenge, where you first define what you want to learn, why you want to learn it, and we will show you how you're going to do it. With 15-minute online lessons with an EduGo teachers per day and a 30-minute review of that content, you will learn Chinese faster. If you want to pitch your startup in Chinese, follow the link in the show notes and join the challenge. On Global. What are the main challenges when uh, working for uh, this big company outside of China? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the communication, um, because of course you're in France and they have the schedule and you're away, like every time there's decisions made or like stuff, like you're not aware on the day, you have to, you know, like you, okay, I have a, my, my manager is based in Amsterdam, so she can like be the bridge and like tell us the news, but sometimes like we hear about an event or like a, um, like a news, like a few days, few weeks later, while when you're in Hangzhou, it's actually much faster. So that's difficulty, but I mean it's okay. Like that's that's normal. Like we're just far away, exactly. So, but no, I I think um, I'm I'm really happy. I actually moved back to France because French companies are not aware of China at all. Like the 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 potential of the market. Uh, It's just like me when I applied for the program. I knew about AliExpress, but I didn't know anything about the rest of the ecosystem of Alibaba. So now I really feel I have value of being in France and speaking French to clients and explaining them the China market, helping them find a partner to uh, oper- uh, to operate the store. And then once they find a partner, I interact with them in Chinese. So I really see my value while being based in Hangzhou. For sure, I'm, I'm learning a lot, but I don't bring value to like my home country. So I'm really right. happy I, I moved back. What is the most uh, challenging for you to explain when you are back in France of how things work in China? Mm. What do you find more challenging? Mm. 
when I moved back to China, uh, to France, sorry, it was uh, a bit difficult to adapt again at the environment, like super slow pace, <laughs> like the, sh the, the, the supermarket closing super early, like not having DD, like, you know, like you really have to organize your life differently. Uh, but yeah, it just come back very really quickly. Like I think in Europe, we're also very lucky to have you know, um, all those cultural stuff. I finally had a, a life outside of work, um, especially in Paris, like you have so many museums and outdoor things to do. So uh, it's not, it was not such a challenge because I have my friends and my family living there. So we're just like, going back home, not much of a challenge. Right, so uh, you came back uh, here in uh, China for a specific reason. Can you tell <laughs> me more about it? Yeah, I came back for Alibaba annuals party. So basically, it's going to be the 20 years anniversary. anniversary. Um, and uh, Alibaba is organizing the event in the biggest uh, Olympic stadium of Hangzhou. So um, the, Hangzhou, the, the stadium can only fit 60,000 people, but we are 120,000 employees. So they had to do like a lottery. Uh, so some people want the ticket and can join, some people cannot. I got a ticket and um, they want me to come earlier because I'm going to do a performance on stage. Uh, on that day, what is the performance? <laughs> <laughs> on that day, more than 2,500 employees will perform, and we all have like different type of performance. Mine is going to be a dance, like a, a it's called a global model show. So every business unit have their own mascots, and the, the mascots will like dance. And then I will be dressing like as a model with two of my f uh, European colleagues, and just like walk on stage and like do some like dancing and then just leave the stage. So and obviously also Jack Ma is going to be there. Yeah, Jack Ma is going to be there and actually he's going to retire uh, soon. So that's going to be, I guess, one of the last party that he will join. So that's why it's a quite a big event. I'm really uh, excited. I know that you that you also had the chance to 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 meet him. Can you tell me more about the time yeah, that you met him and sure. what was the first impression you got? So actually I met him more than once because thanks to the program we had like a fire chat session with him like only the people from the program with him and I think the first thing that struck me is like how how humble he is like he was just dressing with like small t-shirt jogging and he was like every time you would ask him a question he was like thank you for your questions like really like when you think about the richest man of China you must think that it's someone that you know, like, uh, you know, like very proud of himself, but he was like so simple, so nice. Like it was just like, you know, like having like a normal person in front of you. And um, so this session went really great. I saw him again um, at another uh, fire chat that he organized with all the international women of Alibaba working in Hangzhou. So he had all the girls for Women's Day going to see him and have a chat. Um, I saw him once again in the office, he just passed by. And uh, the most craziest uh, one, one time I, I met him was during annual party of uh, 2018, so two years ago, no, uh, 17, two years ago. And basically I didn't got the tickets for the annual party. So the only way I could join was to perform on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, so I prepared the dance for two months uh, with rehearsal from 6 to 5 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. to uh, 10, uh, 10 p.m. Um, which could be which would be impossible back in France. Like you would never ask your employee to stay after work to prepare a dance for two months. <laughs> but uh, so I, I did it. And the day of the event, I received a call from my HR telling me that hey, like, would you be interested to work with Jack Ma on stage after his performance? And I was like, what? Yes, of course. 
So really last minute after my dance, they, uh, they put me into the room, make me try some dresses, put more makeup. And on that day, Jack Ma was doing a performance on Michael Jackson song. Mm -hmm. So he was dancing and dressing like him. And after his performance, uh, he went into like a motorcycle that flew in the air. And it was like a magic trick. And he appeared on the other side of the stadium. And then I was here with him walking <laughs> for 20 seconds. And again, he was super hum humble. Like in 20 seconds, I stayed with him. He thanked me like five times. He was like, thank you so much, thank you so much. I'm like, no, thank you. You look amazing. So yeah, it's really what struck me the most with him. Like he's just such a humble and sweet, inspiring. Uh, wow, what a story! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for other people who would like to come in China and develop their careers, what advice do you would you give to them, professionally but also mm -hmm. personal uh, advice? Yeah, yeah, I would <coughs> think not being able, not uh, be afraid to step out of your comfort zone. Um, like for example, like okay, Shanghai is a very nice city, Beijing as well. But don't be afraid to go also to more rural areas. Like I know a lot of people who tell me, "Oh my God, Hangzhou! I could have never lived there." But I'm like, yeah, of, also of course it's not the best city in the world, but still, like professionally speaking, it's an amazing opportunity. I don't think my Chinese would be as good if I would have been based in Shanghai. So right, because for the audience, <laughs> Shanghai, many people. Uh, fail to reach a good working uh, level, yeah. a good proficiency in Chinese. Yeah, I know a lot uh, of foreigners who have been in Shanghai for 10 years, they cannot speak a word. Uh, but in Hong Kong, you don't really have the choice, so I'm pretty yes. happy I got to It's because be of the there. environment, obviously. You are not triggered and you are not prompted to speak the language as yeah. much as in an environment such as Hangzhou, because yeah. there's the community is uh, smaller and you're forced yeah. to interact with local people and speak the language. Yeah, exactly. So yes, I do agree <laughs> with you on this. Uh, yeah, so my advice is like not being able to go to, out of your comfort zone, like even if it's going to another city. Um, and otherwise, yeah, just build your guanxi, build your network. So you know, Did this skill of learning or speaking Chinese uh, help or give you an edge in building your guanxi? Or, so uh, building my guanxi with Chinese for sure. Like today, like I'm in, here in Shanghai because I'm meeting uh, some TP, some distributors, and they couldn't, most of them couldn't speak English. So I'm speaking, doing the meeting in Chinese, like explaining them what I do and what I, I'm looking for brands to enter China, if they can help. Uh, but also building your guanxi with foreigners, like on LinkedIn, for example, on WeChat, you have like so many groups of foreigners, like exchanging like jobs and ideas and events. So I think you have to do both sides. Like right. I, I actually have a lot of students coming to me like, hey, like what advice do you give me if I want to find a job in China? So I tell them like internship is pretty hard in Chinese company because it's not really for, uh, like uh, something they do, but for like a uh, European or like uh, yeah, Western companies possible. So I add them to like some WeChat groups. I advise them to connect with some people on LinkedIn because they might be recruiting. So yeah, I think like the networking is very important. Right, so networking and build your uh, guanxi mm -hmm. from uh, uh, either ways, Chinese guanxi mm -hmm. and also uh, yeah. with foreigners who work uh, yeah. here. What advice would you give to yourself, to a 20 years old self? <laughs> um, yeah, just get out of your comfort zone. Don't stay in your home country, just go explore the world. We are young, we have a lot of things to, to explore. And I think magic happens when you're out of your comfort zone. Like I would have never been able to live all this crazy experience 
if I didn't have traveled to South, to South Korea and then to, to China and then be active on LinkedIn. Like, you really have to create those opportunities and you know, like get out of your country experience. You'll get way more open-minded um, and realize you know, how lucky you are to be outside of your home country. Uh, especially in China, like when I, I see that they only have like nine days holidays, in France we have five weeks, like, and in France everyone is complaining about, you know, the schedule. I'm like, wow, like once you go out of France, your home country, you discover like so many other cultures and people and that's, that's really important to build yourself and have, you know, like, a, yeah, just a good life experience and being able to learn stuff to other people. Like if I didn't got this job, I wouldn't be here sitting today and talking to you. So <laughs> by being out of your comfort zone and like exploring opportunities, you create even more uh, good opportunities for yourself. Right. So get of, out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. so you may meet with Jack Ma. Yes. <laughs> How can people can connect with you and find more about what you do um, and uh, about you? Sure. They can connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, my name is Chloe Gonsalves on WeChat as well. Uh, Gonsalves Chloe, Instagram, Chloe... Uh, uh, dot uh, GLVS. So yeah, I'll give you my channels and they can connect with me. Great. I'll put them in the show notes. Thank you very much for your uh, time.